It is Thursday, April 21. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, just back from Tamworth. We went up to the Country Music Festival. Boy, it's a, it's a cracking few days. It hasn't been on for a couple of years and it's been pushed back to April. But yeah, what a lot of fun. Mate, I hear you're walking around in a check shirt with a big big hat on, mate. Cowboy hat on. Ah, uh, wild ball. <laughs> Under a wall. How long have you had that hat for, Tim? About a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, congratulations to everyone involved. I know they've gone through a tough time. Buskers on quarters and the Golden Guitar Awards. It really was a ripping few days. Now, we've got a lot to talk about on today's show. All the latest in the Rugby League. Of course, it's on again tonight. So is the AFL. Plenty happening in the cricketing world. And what about Maria Sharapova? John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. So, Shane, uh, Ryan Campbell, of course, um, a contemporary of yours. Uh, mm. Sudden news, sudden news about his heart attack in, in England. Um, some good news, some bright news uh, on the medical front with him. Yeah, so he's come out of uh, the induced coma, um, mm. which is really, really good news. And there appears to be no signs of any brain damage. Um, look, fortunately for him, when he, he lied down, when he was, he was feeling ill in the park with his kids, uh, yep. a, a walker by who had, luckily had just done a CPR course, um, got into that straight away. So it looks like there's no um, issues with any brain damage or any heart damage at this stage. He's still in arrhythmia. So um, the doctors are trying to work work that out. They're putting a pacemaker, but um, mm. look, fingers crossed. It's it's just this happening too often, mate, to a lot of my contemporaries in cricket. It's a real, real worry, mate. And um, I think I said the other week, but I'm going to go get a test personally myself. I think anyone should. At the age of around 50, mate, particularly guys and girls, go and get tested. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you you just have to get it done. Ryan Campbell, uh, I saw someone quoted saying he looked as fit as a fiddle. Now, mm. Marcus Stoinis on the subject is as fit as a fiddle. He's he's an Adonis, isn't he? And he's, ex- he's exploded in the IPL. <laughs> he definitely has. Well, he was batting against um, one of his uh, Australian teammates, Josh Hazelwood, and uh, Hazelwood bowled a wide. He... Thought it should have been called a wide and blew up. Next ball, he went across to hit it, and it's come off his pad and got bowled. So it just goes to show that the the pressure that's actually in the IPL. Um, the big winner in, in the IPL last year was Hazelwood. Mm. He was the best bowler in the whole tournament. He took another four for 25 in this match, and I tell you what, he uh, fast bowls are few and far between in the IPL, and if you can do a good job, you are worth an absolute fortune. Cracking game of footy tonight, the Battle of the Beaches, the Sharks and Manly. Look, the Sharks were... Hardly disgraced, were they, in that loss to Melbourne last week? And Manly, they've just, like Kieran Foran, drinking from the fountain of youth. They, they look good. I'm really looking forward to this one tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a close match, I think, this one, Tim. And I agree. I thought the Sharks played really, really well against a very, very good team in the storm. Um, but Manly, a little bit of momentum now, so it should be a real close one. Who are you tipping?
winning? Um, I reckon the Sharks in a close one, narrow yep. one, only because Turbo's yep. not there. Um, and mm. uh, you look at a couple of bounces of the ball that would have gone their way last week. Now, Phil Gould, I mean, the Bulldogs, oh, my goodness, the Bulldogs, <laughs> formerly the Dogs of War. They're now the Dogs of COVID. They've only won one game at the start of the year, and they're just struggling. They're going to be struggling to get a team together. Well, they are, and uh, Gus is asking for a special exemption to try and get enough players on the paddock for the trip up to Brisbane. So uh, he's trying – He's it's funny the way he goes about things, Gus Gould, doesn't he? He goes everything through the media, mm. and uh, he's saying he's going to go for a special exemption here to get some more players in the paddock because they're just decimated due to COVID. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. And Caelan mm. Ponga, it's a bit like uh, um, the Ben Simmons saga or the Daly Cherry Evans saga from a few years ago. Um, we look like we've finally got a resolution. He's going to stay with the Knights. He's going to stay with the Knights. $5 million over five years, which is a massive deal for him. I think personally, not the right um, deal for his career. Look, financially, it's a very good good deal and it sets him up. But I just think the way that he's played and he's been very spasmodic in his performances over the years, the guy's clearly brilliant on, on one front, but has a lot of games that where he's not. And I just thought under Wayne Bennett, it could have really, really made him a, the overall and complete player. So I think a, personally, a, a bad call. He should, should have went to the Dolphins. Yeah, he is talented, but he is all over the shop, isn't he? Like he, he mm, doesn't yep. nail games. Now, tennis, Maria Sharapova, she's had such a dramatic life in tennis, hasn't she? Bands and all sorts of things, the grunting on the court. Uh, looks like she's finally settling down. She's, she's having a bub. She's had a, a fantastic career. 35, she's announced she's pregnant. Uh, she's a five-time Grand Slam champion, an estimated worth of $300 million. Uh, she got engaged last year to a British art dealer called Alexander uh, Jilks. So um, he's worth $20 million, so that's probably his best investment, I reckon, <laughs> in, in Maria. But uh, congratulations to her expecting her first child. Now, Wimbledon, they're banning Russian and Bella Russian players. Look, you've got to feel for the players because they aren't behind what's going on. But, uh, look, the world is doing what they can against a murderous dictator, and that that's what happens. Well, they're banning players not only from Russia but from Belarus as well because uh, they're mm. in big support of the Russians in this war. Um, but yeah, so the Russian and Belarus players have been allowed to play up to this point both the ATP and WTA events, but mm. no longer uh, this will be happening. So Wimbledon are the first ones to put their foot down. It does affect probably the world number two, Daniel Medvedev, the most. And uh, yeah, I feel for that guy personally. I, I don't know if he's a decent bloke, but uh, I feel for him personally because when you get to that level, number two in the world, you want to be playing as much as you can. Yeah, oh, you do, but uh, there's not much um, Wimbledon and, and others can do. They've got to try and you mm. know they've got to try and force the hand as much as they can as a collective. All right, plenty on the way. Of course, all the latest in the AFL. We've got some boxing and some swimming news. Weekend of AFL, Western Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge. Now, he's confident Lockie Hunter will return to the AFL. He's a, another player that's taking um, an indefinite time away from the game. Shame, but his coach has come out and talked about that. Yeah, so Lockie Hunter, uh, there was a really confusion in round one um, of the AFL this year and whether Lockie was going to play or not. He's clearly got some health issues, both, um, I think, well, mental and physical. Um, but he's come out and said now he's going to give him as much time as he can. Look, he's a superstar midfielder and a big part of that Bulldogs team. And uh, you want to get the guy right. 
like anything, Tim, your, your health comes first, so he needs to get that right, and good on the, the club for supporting him in doing that. Now, GWS Giants taking on St Kilda, uh, it, but it can't be the Toby show. Like, uh, Toby Green, this uh, this enigmatic player, uh, so good, but uh, has been in so much trouble over the course of time. Um, they're, they're really trying to put a line in the sand here, aren't they? Well, they're trying to, mate, but it, it, it will be the Toby show. He's probably in the top three best players potentially in the whole tournament. Um, mm. they, they've won one from six games since he was suspended last year by when he, when he touched the umpire. Uh, they're one from five this year, and they come up against St Kilda, a four from four, they won their last four. So um, he's going to come in and try and exert and, and, and make his um, presence felt like he always does. So it will be the Toby show, and I think they'll really look to him to try and get their season started. Yeah, oh yeah, he's an aggressive player, and as you say, just so talented. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he's had running battles with umpires, and he's uh, yep. he has all those little things off the ball. Um, now, boxing, uh, Zarafa beat Hardman last night. There's also this big Tyson Fury white fight and all the links to crime bosses. It's, 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 got, it's got a good movie in it, this thing. It's got a great movie in it, hasn't it? But, uh, yeah, Tyson Fury takes on Dylan White. They're expecting that uh, Fury will uh, defend his world uh, heavyweight title on Sunday. Um, some are saying it'll be a points decision. Some are calling potentially a knockout in the, in the last few rounds. Mm. But it should be a good fight. But, yeah, Fury has uh, connections to the Irish... Uh, Kinahan crime gang and uh, although Fury did say just because I got a photo with the guy doesn't mean I'm a criminal myself so uh, so back off but yeah it does have some really good stuff in and around the edges of this fight. This whole transgender sporting debate it's made its way to Canberra political circles and we've seen uh, golden girl Australian Olympian Emma McKeon weighed in on it. Look, And I agree with her like she said it's just not fair if she has to race against someone who was originally a male and she said, I understand that the sport wants to be inclusive, but I think it will exclude more women if this, if this happens. And I think more women will go, well, what's the, what's the point? I just can't compete against a, a male in, in that regard. Um, so, yeah, look, I agree with her. And, and look, she, she's very softly spoken, very well um, uh, considered in her, in her comments. And I thought the way that she spoke about this was excellent. Yeah, you almost did another classification, don't you? It's a, it's a very yeah. difficult one. I thought she spoke a lot of a lot of sense, and she's a she's a delightful individual as well as being such an yes. extraordinary sports person. Now, um, look, these F1 stars, they can afford to lose a bit of coin. They've got more money in their ashtrays than most of us have got in our life savings. But Ferrari F1 star Charles Leclerc has a $436,000 watch stolen in Italy. Who wears a $436,000 watch, Shane, apart from you and Charles? Well, yeah, well, I don't, mate. I look at mine, I've got an $80 Fitbit on mine. But um, I tell you what, Charles, he did mention that the street that he got uh, mobbed and they stole his watch. Oh, I smell a rat here. He was saying that that street's had bad lights for years and something was going to happen to him. So if you knew that the street had bad lights, why would you walk out an F1 champion with a $436,000 watch on. I smell an insurance claim here, buddy. <laughs> we'll watch that space <laughs> with interest. Now, we wish uh, Ryan Campbell, him and his family and all his uh, close friends all the very best over the next few weeks as he mm. recovers from 
um, his heart attack. But uh, you have fond memories and obviously not so fond memories of, of playing against him because he was such a, a dynamic opponent. Um, but he really was the guy that revolutionised cricket in the way that he sort of brought the ramp shot to the game. He did. And, and the boys spoke about it in our absence yesterday on the show about him was the guy who actually invented the ramp shot. And he was. The story behind it was that at the time he was the understudy to Adam Gilchrist in Western Australia mm. as a wicketkeeper. Darren Berry was a sort of other guy in contention for the other wicket-keeping spot, particularly on an Ashes tour. Um, now, a lot of Ryan Campbell and Darren Berry did not see eye to eye. They were both competing for the same, I suppose, second spot in that Australian team. And yeah. um, Berry was was keeping up to Ryan um, when he was batting. Ian Harvey would always bowl full and straight, and Darren Berry would keep up to the stumps. And it was only because Ryan Campbell wanted to knock Darren Berry's teeth out, <laughs> he decided to try and play that ramp shot. He wasn't doing it to score runs initially. He was just trying to get inside it and just hit and just shut Darren Berry up from behind the stumps. And that's oh, how that's the whole rant thing started. That is an interesting story. Did you ever get him out? Uh, Darren Berry or Ryan Campbell? Yes, I think I'll knock both those boys over. But uh, look, both very, very good cricketers. But uh, my heart and my thoughts are with Ryan's family at, at this stage, and I hope he makes a full recovery. Absolutely. Super bloke. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsor in O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. nice cold O'Brien's. How good are they? Mm. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.